In the holy name of Jesus, amen. In Aksum, the holiest city in Ethiopia, in the small church of St. Mary of Zion, and inside the chapel of this small church lives Abba Gabriel Meskel and the Ark of the Covenant. At least, that's what 45 million Ethiopian Orthodox Christians believe. Depending on your age, you probably remember more about the Ark of the Covenant from Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark or Charlton Heston in the Ten Commandments than you do from confirmation class. So let's brush up the history just a bit. The story goes like this. Moses went up to the top of Mount Sinai and he got the Ten Commandments written on two tablets of stone directly from the Lord himself. And he came down and he read them to the Israelites and then he dropped the two stone tablets into the Ark of the Covenant. First, the Ark lived in the tabernacle and then it lived in the temple, the one that King Solomon was dedicating in the Old Testament reading for today. But then things get murky. After the Babylonians conquered Jerusalem and destroyed the temple, that happened about 600 years before Jesus was born, the Ark of the Covenant disappeared without a trace. But Coptic tradition, and you might remember the Copts, as those Christians from forever in Egypt. In Coptic tradition, there is a story that King Solomon and the Queen of Sheba had a son, Menelik I, whose kin moved the ark from Jerusalem to Ethiopia for safekeeping where it has been guarded by the monks of Axum ever since. There are bars that surround the chapel of the Church of St. Mary of Zion, and all but one of the monks are forbidden to go inside the bars. Only the Abba can go into the chapel and see the ark, which is said to glow with a wonderful light. The rest of the monks are under orders to guard the Ark of the Covenant until the day they die. If you were wondering how I was going to get all the way back from Ethiopia to Wheaton, Illinois this morning, try this. Abba Gebra, the monks of Axum, you, I, and the centurion in the gospel that is appointed for today all share one thing, holy orders. You're probably used to hearing about holy orders with a capital H and a capital O when it comes to consecrating bishops or ordaining priests and deacons. But here I don't mean that. I mean it in a much more general way. 
in the way that the centurion speaks in the gospel for today when he sends his friends to Jesus to say, Look, Jesus, Master, you don't have to go to all this trouble. I'm not that good a person, you know. I'd be embarrassed for you to come to my house. I'm even embarrassed to come to you in person. But if you just give the order, then my servant will get well. After all, I am a man under orders. I also give orders. I tell one soldier to go, and he goes. I say to another soldier, come, and he comes. I say to my slave, do this, and he does it. That's not holy orders, capital H, capital O, but it is holy, and it is orders. And it describes his life and your life and mine. Here's why. When we meet Jesus today, he has just finished a long sermon on a plain just above the Sea of Galilee, in which Jesus declares that he is the new Moses. Jesus is the one fulfilling the promise that was given to Moses and the children of Israel in Deuteronomy 18.15. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me, Moses, from among you, from your brothers. It is to him that you shall listen. The unique thing about the Sermon on the Plain is this. Jesus not only explains and extends the Ten Commandments. Jesus says, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, turn the other cheek. If anyone begs from you, go ahead and give them something and do good and expect nothing in return. So Jesus not only explains and extends the Ten Commandments, in that sermon, Jesus becomes the Ten Commandments in flesh and blood. The Ten Commandments become Jesus' life, and Jesus becomes their fulfillment. This is the best part. Jesus not only lives out those commandments perfectly in his own life, Jesus also gives those perfectly fulfilled Ten Commandments to you and to me as a gift for free to make us happy and satisfied and fulfilled and useful and joyful and good. In the Ten Commandments, Jesus gives himself to us. So listen to them again. This is how the Ten Commandments go. Love God and use his name to say your prayers. Every Sabbath day, come together and God will serve you. Honor your parents, love your kids, and treat your spouse well. Don't kill, don't lust, don't lie, don't steal, don't covet. Be happy with what I've given you and your life will be fantastic. Your life will be holy 
and ordered, your life will be the life of Christ. The religious leaders in this gospel got it so wrong because they tried to do a deal with Jesus. They say, as you often hear now in our political campaigns, this man is a big donor. He paid to build our synagogue all by himself. He's a big giver. Give him whatever he wants. But that sort of talk embarrasses the centurion. The centurion isn't trying to make any deals with Jesus. He's broken. Somebody he loves is sick and dying. His house is filled with illness and pain. And the centurion gets it exactly right when he simply receives what Jesus is giving with humility and grace, holiness and order, just the way Moses received the Ten Commandments on Mount Sinai. Jesus is happy to do that, of course. Jesus loves to give away his holiness for free. Jesus loves to make wrongs right. Jesus loves to heal. Jesus loves to make the world holy and ordered again. Sometimes it comes to us as forgiveness. On this day, it came as healing. And then comes faith. Faith agrees. Faith agrees with what Jesus is doing. You can hear it from the centurion. Yes, thank you, more please. Amen, I love this. It's just perfect. That's what faith said to Moses, to the Ten Commandments, and to the Ark of the Covenant. And that's what faith says to the new Moses, Jesus Christ, to the Ten Commandments in flesh and blood, and also to his mother, the Blessed Virgin Mary, who was the new Ark of the Covenant who carried Jesus, the Ten Commandments, in flesh and blood, and protected him. That's why the church in Axum, containing the Ark, is called the Church of St. Mary. The old Ark bears the old Ten Commandments. Mary bears Jesus. Same, same. I don't know if the ark is in Axum, but I do know that Jesus is there, and so is his holy, and so is his order. His holiness and his order are also here this morning, and we embrace him as the second and greater Moses. We embrace him as the joyful Christ in flesh and blood. We embrace him as the Messiah, as the Savior who lives out the Ten Commandments all the way to the cross, all the way to his death, all the way to his resurrection. And now for you, all the way to the Eucharist. Jesus is here now. Jesus is here to forgive everything. Whatever you've done, wherever you've been, whatever has been done to you, everything is forgiven. Jesus is here to forgive Jesus is here to make wrongs right. 
Jesus is here to heal. Jesus is here to quell the chaos of your life. Jesus is here to put things back in order. Jesus is here to satisfy our hearts. It is the only thing that will satisfy our hearts. Jesus is here for you. It's simple and it's free. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.